0: Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie?
1: <laughs> and, and we're, we're rolling. rolling.
0: From far away. We from each are other.
1: doing a bi coastal commentary slash podcast for you guys today um yeah. i am in freezing cold new york it is 48 degrees outside and uh, i don't know i i thought we would turn the that corner cool to me though it, it it's it's really cold though i think just comparatively to the other days we've had maybe all of us thought we'd finally like turn the corner um
0: right
1: not so much Not so much, but it's supposed to be 90 on Thursday. So it's literally going to jump. What? forty? Yeah, it's going to jump 40 degrees over the next three days. So
0: Okay, so we have the same thing here. Like today is a high of, I think it's like high 50s, low 60s. Uh And then in the next couple of days, it does the same thing. It jumps up to like a high of mid 70s.
1: Huh. Yeah, everyone here is going to get sick. And then we're up into the 80s. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to get sick everywhere. It's not. No one is safe.
1: Just don't touch me. I love don't,
0: you touch me. don't touch me. Don't touch me! Whoa! Hey! Uh, don't touch me so at all. how was your week?
1: Uh, it was good. Um, lots of changes happening at the Row House. Um, we have again officially franchised all of the uh locations, including Chelsea and Columbus Circle, have been getting these massive renovations. And I don't know if any of you Listening audience have had great interactions with any contractor ever, but this was no exception in that contractors are the devil and they're all unorganized, uh oh, y'all fucking liars. It's, Except it's
0: demo day,
1: yeah. I could have, I don't want to say I could have done a better job, but I could have done a better job. If <laughs> I come back in and nothing is done, except for painting, and I'm like, it well, took you three days? Well, and
0: even too, didn't you days? say that there was a sign that was on there, the sign that was, like, angled the wrong way?
1: Yo, know, yeah, like, it's, and again, I don't want to get on this tirade of, like, talking smack about the place I work, so that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at are contractors who can't schedule for shit and do a piss-poor job, and so you have to come back and do it three times over, but oh, we also have to keep revenue flowing into the business itself. Right. And so it's really great to have a row class with like paint fumes and uh, Ew, just drives me. You guys me. had
0: to row with paint fumes? What is that smell?
1: Yeah, in both studios like people were walking out of class.
0: What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair.
1: And it was just it was this whole um awful thing, you know, and it should have been done in this amount of time, of course it wasn't, and so we're just rolling with the punches. Change is never easy or clean. Well,
0: and then okay, so another thing that you did. Yep. Along with having all of this stuff happening at work, you also went up to Oh yeah, yeah, New I
1: York? went up to uh the Palisades. It's just over the the New Jersey line into New York state.
0: The palisade sounds. It sounds so fancy. It sounds like that word. Super sounds so fancy, like
1: posh. I know, but it's yeah. The place I went to, I got to do what's called a lead audit academy for Citibank. Uh, Citibank hires actors, essentially, through a company based in the UK called Potential Squared. And essentially, I get to play a fake corporate stooge in helping train Citibank's auditors. And it's a lot of fun. Like, uh, we got to go to this sort of self-sustained academy, Sort of training center. These guys have like a pool, they have a gym, a full sort of buffet style cafeteria, they have a hotel on site. So, so mad. it's it's really not as nice as I'm making it. I posted some videos on Instagram you, to sort of though, show it Yeah, off. if
0: you go on to Ben's Instagram, like he's like, oh hey guys, look at my room. Look, <laughs> there's gummy bears everywhere. I have guys, two beds. look, look at this big tub. They have what M-M-O. were called,
1: they had what were called uh nutrition hubs it's a it's basically another word for like a snack bar uh but they had these giant rooms that were just stocked with uh you know during breakfast hours it was like breakfast related food during the daytime it was sort of snacks and grabby stuff that you can just grab and go geez mister you're even hungrier than i am it was amazing and there was Lacroix on tap like the entire time i'm I...
0: wait I'm sorry, Lacroix was not on, on tap, tap or but there just, was just available. they always there were okay. Always... That's a whole other. thing. Can you thing. imagine having Lacroix on tap would be insane. That is
1: success to me. I wanna, I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want soda water on tap at my in-home bar. No. I want Lacroix.
0: No. I want
1: passion fruit. Because it LaCroix. has to be
0: like specifically like opened up and then poured in, and then opened up and poured right. in by one person. <laughs> one, and he needs to have a French name. His LaCroix is poured by uh Francois. Francois.
1: Or Jacques. Or Jack,
0: you know. Jeeves.
1: Lacroix. <laughs> Too sweet. LaCroix.
0: Uh, Zut alors!
1: Monsieur, we are out of LaCroix. <laughs> Pourquoi? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to do that for two days and uh, I had lunch with our mutual friend slash neighbor Melissa last night at the Irish pub on our ground floor and I had a giant grilled cheese sandwich and some New York cheesecake. (sighs) She ate her burger so fast that she started choking on it. Um, There was a couple to our right who were basically giving each other handjobs. Oh no. Making out full on at the bar.
0: That's
1: um, rough. And I told Megan this last night, it was a very interesting juxtaposition of what was happening at the bar to what was happening at our table because you have these two people who are ravenously devouring each other at the bar. Oh, behave. And then you have Melissa and I ravenously devouring a piece of cheesecake. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: In pretty much the same fashion.
0: Right. The amount of passion right. was the same. Yeah. Like, you guys were both I didn't, just digging into whatever it was, whether it be cheesecake or I didn't or put genitals. my fingers
1: inside of the cheesecake but the cheesecake oh. went inside of me no. which is essentially what this girl was like reaching her hand down the front of this guy's pants I was like
0: whoa yeah baby <laughs> yeah.
1: like they're Yikes. they're getting it that that is not on the menu but
0: no, this is a family what restaurant, ma'am. Now. Put that mouse back in yeah, the house. Yeah, it was like
1: after it was after seven thirty, so all bets are off.
0: All bets are off oh, okay. after seven thirty. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think they had we don't have that children too, out so.
0: after seven thirty; they're in bed by then. <laughs> That's totally how that works. Yeah exactly um i'm, I'm kind of glad we opened I... this up
1: by talking about the weather though because that'll thread into our story later but how was your week but i
0: haven't said anything oh about... yeah talk about up. me all right let's go oh okay all right well i want to make i mean the thing though i don't have a lot to say so um, I, make it sound I can like, barely um... hear
1: you babe right. sorry oh hang on okay no that's better oh hello
0: uh no i my wife was totally fine nothing crazy um we're actually at the point where we're like overly prepared for the show at this point we're like we you've
1: been overly prepared for two weeks we
0: have like they're canceling rehearsals because we're so ready they're like we don't want you guys to hate this show and be totally stale on it but we also don't want you to forget everything and come back and be like what so they've like like canceled rehearsals intermittently And then been like, yeah, come back and why don't we just run it? (laughs) Um, But it's gotten to the point where because we've overrun it so much that now since nothing is really funny anymore, now we're just trying to make each other bust up. So like (laughs) we're doing stuff to try to make each other break, which that's a really bad spot to be in because then it's like... Okay, we gotta pull back before we actually have an audience. What what were we doing before we were trying to make each other laugh? So yeah, specifically <laughs> that's, what
1: the, that's what the lead actors would do in Lay Miz. Like they, they yeah. just they got to the point because they had to be chorus for like the first part of the show. Right. So all they would try to do was was be would be to bust up the rest of us chorus people.
0: Right, and exactly. And James part, is doing succeed. that. James is like he's mugging oh, sure. and chewing the scenery like crazy. He plays Toad in Frog and Toad. Um, But it's great. Like, it's been a really good show. And um, I... uh, Oh, this is kind of interesting, though. So I was going to potentially audition for a production of Annie that was going to be in New Jersey. And the woman who originated the role of Annie in 1977 is playing the role of Miss Hannigan.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness.
0: And I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, this is going to be good press. And then I look at it, and it's like... An hour and a half outside of New York by car in New Jersey. It's not like a hop, oh, skip, and Lord. a jump in a way. Nope. And it would be three hours by train. And it was $300 a week. It's a hard life.
1: No, thank you.
0: Which is $300
1: $300 really a crappy. Week? And I was like, that was Mrs. Doubtfire's salary. That, and that was, right, that's, it that's was, like back in 1994,
0: guys. Hello. It was rough. So I was like, okay, so either this woman has grown up to be a terrible bitch or she can't get work and they're just pulling her name or maybe they can't get anybody to come out. So they're using her to try to get more, I don't know, more seats or maybe
1: that's where all the budget is going.
0: Right. is just to pay her
1: paying her. Right. Yep. So, and I don't know this woman. Like, she was the original Annie Mazel, but you know, three hundred a week. Like, that's like that's a third of what I make at Row House after taxes. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one, no one can live on that. No,
0: no, absolutely not. It's like everybody would need to have at least one other day job in order to justify financially doing that show. So I'm like, "Mm, Yeah. yeah, no. But it was interesting to me just knowing that it's like the woman that originated the role of Annie in Annie on Broadway is playing at this tiny little theater out in deal new jersey for you know and her fellow actors are getting paid 300 dollars a week like i want to know That's what happened nuts. to this woman yeah like what her story Seriously.
1: is i don't know maybe so, her life just went another direction
0: maybe it did speaking of life going in another direction or, than what you expect
1: or how or, you find yourself back in the same situation, how time is a circle.
0: Yes. You know? How time is a circle. Speaking <laughs> of time being a circle, we watched Groundhog Day.
1: Gosh, you're an upbeat lady.
0: I keep wanting to say Groundhog's Day. I oh, don't yeah. know why. No, it's
1: just Groundhog it's, Day. It's
0: Groundhog Day. which just I Just one. Like, my, my English, like, proper English side of me is like, that's inaccurate. It's... Right. Because gra- it's possessive. It's his day. It's Groundhog's Correct. Day.
1: <laughs> there is so, one actual groundhog in this movie but there are two phils including pascatani phil so that's interesting
0: um okay so i watched it with my mom uh i Mm. sat down and i was like hey you know we're gonna watch this for my podcast with ben do you want to sit down and watch it with me it was actually really fun watching the movie with her um because like she was like there were all these little side references and things like that that i didn't get that she got because you know, she was around when this came out and she was, you know, of the right age to watch this movie when it came out. It was really fun watching it with her. When You said that you saw this, like, what, over 10 years ago or something?
1: Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched Groundhog Day. It was, again, it came out, what, 1993, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. Real quick, I'm just going to give the IMDb breakdown. Yes. Uh, Groundhog Day, of course, starring Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. It also co-stars Chris Elliott and Stephen Tobolowski as Ned, who I think should get Fucking like a special him. shout. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Um, directed by him. Harold Ramis, who uh, Harold Ramis was, is probably best known for Egon Spangler in the original Ghostbusters. Yes. But also a very successful writer and director. Um, so bringing he and Bill Murray back together uh, was a lot of fun. Um, the breakdown synopsis per IMDb. A weatherman finds himself inexplicably living the same day over and over again. And that's that's a pretty straightforward premise. Um, yeah. Yeah, but there, the, the movies, it, it just dives into so many more, it's much deeper than that, um, which right. I think is something that a lot of people did not expect. It was a very successful movie. Uh, the critics loved it when it came out. So, again, made in 1993, so I was seven when it hit theaters, so probably eight or nine when it started getting on, you know, cycling on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those, like, funny, quirky, wacky movies that was on, but I don't know if I ever, like, sat down and watched it start to finish. Right. So this may have been the first time I watched Groundhog Day from A to Z. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, being an adult now, I feel like I picked up on a lot of the themes that it was going for, even more than I did as a kid. Um, there's a lot of deeper stuff that we can get into a little bit later, but I absolutely loved it. I, you know, it's it's not oh, like charming. It's not like a crude comedy. Um, it's not like your wedding crashers or mm-hmm. or it's not you know anything like Fairly Brothers or anything like that. It's nothing SNL related, even though there's a couple of SNL alumni in this. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a very smart, charming, thoughtful comedy and. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Me too. I had a great time watching it. Me like, too. I w- you know, it was a little late last night going to bed, but other than that, I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm glad I got a chance to sort of revisit it.
0: Me so. too. Like, and again, you know, this yeah. is the first time I'm seeing it, and I knew kind of that it's like, I literally knew that Bill Murray was there and a groundhog was present, And Andy McDowell was there. That's pretty much it. Like, I knew what the picture was on the box. That's all I knew about this movie. And then later on, I had heard, because there was the most recent movie, Happy Death Day, that came out, that horror film. Yeah. And someone had said that it's like an homage almost to Groundhog Day, and they even reference it in the movie. Mm. And so then I was like, oh, it's about someone being trapped in time. Like, uh, that's what it's about. So I heard about that before I saw the movie. So I kind of knew it was about that, but I had no idea, like what actually happened or you know if or how he gets out of it or any of that stuff Hmm. so yeah so you loved it what was um what's like one thing that was your takeaway what was the big thing that stuck out to you from this movie
1: i think the big takeaway i had the the overall i feel like it was some of the overall messaging of the movie it was a little bit of like live each day like it could be your last a little bit of that but also you know don't don't waste your time because we only have so much. Right. He's able to sort of accumulate all of these skills. You know, he, he uh you know, in the movie he learns how to play, you know, piano like a savant. He learns how to do really delicate and detailed ice sculptures. You know, he ends up getting information and intel on almost everyone else in town. Yeah, and at some point, um, someone
0: says, like, oh, thank you, doctor, and she's like, what? Yeah. So it's like, okay, did and he like, also kind me? of learn about, like, medical profession? Like, what? Right,
1: exactly, exactly. Or maybe he just lied to someone and said he was a doctor because he's like, I don't care.
0: Right, exactly. It's all gonna it's, reset it's tomorrow. Doesn't matter. The
1: premise, I should say, you know, the uh, I know I, I mentioned the premise, but for those of right. you who haven't seen Groundhog Day... It is it is essentially that Bill Murray plays a weatherman named Phil who's who's kind of a braggart he thinks he's hot he's shit. Kind of
0: dated. Will you be checking out today Mr. Connors?
1: Chance of departure today 100%. You know, he's uh they're in uh uh are they in Wisconsin or in in Pennsylvania I think
0: my mom and I were talking about this they're in Pennsylvania cuz she okay. was like that's not what she saw the like yeah exactly
1: um so they're you know he's he's a small time weatherman on a local station he's thinking about leaving because he can do better he says he has offers from other stations for better jobs etc cetera, etc cetera. so he's essentially has like one foot out the door and he feels like oh you're all so lucky to have me etc cetera, etc cetera. but he's got to go to Puxkitani to do this story about you know groundhog day and you know it's something they do every year and he's sick of it and blah 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 but he ends up going and doing the story anyway but he ends up getting caught in this time loop that's never really explained he just no, keeps waking no up idea
0: where it came from exactly what set it off right. it's not like in like it's a wonderful life where the angel shows up and is like hey just fyi like right. you're gonna be kind of messed with for yeah, here's
1: here's the premise. Um, but again, I think that's a benefit, and you know, kudos to both uh, Danny Rudin and Harold Ramis who wrote the scripts because they didn't feel like they had to explain it. It's shot right. and depicted in a way to where you know they give all of these really. Important clues as far as like Setting you see the clock go off at 6am You hear the Sonny and Cher Song play you see him sort of Go through his morning routine and have interactions With all these people in the town
0: Also side note why didn't he Ever eat the chocolates on the side of the table (laughs) That Bothered me so much I'm like they're right there Your your mint pillow They're right there and he never (laughs) ate them
1: I would eat them first That thing.
0: always bothered me. I
1: would eat them me too. first thing. As soon as I get in the room. I don't know why they're still there. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're you're not really forced to go along with the premise because it's just, it's sort of self-explanatory. They don't need to like hit it over the head. So it's, right. it's just, yeah, he gets caught in this time loop and he's reliving Groundhog Day. He's reliving February 2nd over and over and over again. Um, right. And then they just go. And so it's a, the entire movie I, and plays it wasn't, out that way.
0: Right, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, you know, because you, I've said in other ones, like I had a really hard time suspending disbelief, like for Karate Kid. But for this, I was like, oh yeah, no, that makes <laughs> sense. Like I had no. You had problem difficulty
1: sus- suspending belief for, for Karate, Karate Kid. Kid. You had no, no issue with this. This totally makes Jesus sense. Jesus Christ, totally
0: makes sense. I could suspend disbelief sense. for Bill Murray, absolutely. <laughs> no problem with that.
1: Yeah, and the and again, the performances. You know, Bill Murray. Of course, oh, he's just gosh. it's effort, it's effortless for him. Him. And I again I, I relate that to not only how great of an actor he is, but again the writing, uh probably by a friend who knew him super well. Right. Um, Harold Ramis was probably able to write to his strengths.
0: I wonder how much of that was improv
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I imagine a lot of it was. There was there is a point in the movie where um he break he grabs the alarm clock and throws it on the ground. Yeah. And they didn't expect it to shatter that much okay. and so when it goes to the close-up of the music still playing when it's like it, that's actual audio from the radio that he broke <laughs> yeah they did not expect that to happen they were like oh my god we need to get audio of this right now
0: oh um, my gosh that's fantastic yeah
1: so again and and you're right i i wonder how much of it was on the page and how much of it like came out of you know bill murray's fevered mind um, yeah. but again like the critics love this movie it was put into the National mm-hmm. Film Registry in 2007 it won a BAFTA award for screenwriting I remember it's, you
0: told me that
1: yeah it won a BAFTA award for best screenplay it's the, the essentially the British Academy Awards this movie won a BAFTA for Christ's sake
0: oh, you amaze me
1: Like it's right. it's crazy to think of like a Bill Murray comedy you know um, you don't really think of that. it
0: that way it's, yeah. but I guess at the same time it's like if the, it's kind of like the same way how like I think the most original, like, movie that I have seen as of late has been Get Out. Like, no yeah. one's thought of that. Yeah. It's 1,000% original. So I also, like, can't really be like, if that was of its time, complete 1,000% original. Yeah, Yeah, I totally I get mean, the it.
1: premise itself wasn't, I, I don't know if it's, like, an original premise of, like, oh, reliving the same day over and over again. But, like, what they do with I it. I feel like <laughs> it is. You know, the amount of skills that he acquires... Um, what he learns about himself along the way, how he's a very changed man mm-hmm. at the end, um, him falling in love with Andy McDowell—it's uh, mm, which it's, was so sweet. Yeah, she's such a sweetheart in this, and she uh, she really fought hard to keep her South Carolina accent, which is where she's from. But upon accepting the role, she asked Harold Ramis, you know, if she could keep her accent just so it could it could huh. just kind of flow naturally. Um, That's cute. Yeah. It it is. It's just one of those sweet movies, but it's also so cleverly written and acted. Like it's it's kind of hard to find a fault with it. Um I have it some is. favorite parts, but uh Okay, you know, like the, what?
0: Give me one, give me one. Oh my
1: god, where he kidnaps Puck Phil and he's letting yes. him drive the truck.
0: Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. I fucking it's love just that. Insane. He's like, okay, you could Look, look out of one eye, look out of the other <laughs> eye. Check your peripherals. <laughs> you gotta check your blind spots.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it was just, so it was. Funny. It was super cute and funny and very, like, the, the tone of the movie shifted. Like, it didn't get too dark, though. They kept it kind of light.
0: It but, did, but it did get a little dark. Like, all of the suicide stuff, that was super yeah, sad. Yeah,
1: a little bit, but there was, like, a comedic edge to it where, like, the truck goes over the cliff and it, like chris elliott's like oh he could be fine and then it explodes he's like oh no he's not he's not fine at all and then the alarm (laughs) clock goes off immediately right after that and so you don't really have time to like
0: toaster where he like Uh takes the toaster and she's like did you want some toaster (laughs) and then all of a sudden the lights flicker and he's like it was dark man But then i also like that he accepted he's like okay well i can't kill myself so what am i gonna do with my time what am i gonna do
1: yeah, right. but you see him go through all of those phases of like he's going crazy and he tries to commit suicide multiple times, but then he finally accepts it and chooses to become a better person. It is sort of an Ebenezer Scrooge-ish kind it of It is. Yeah. Tale it has
0: the Ebenezer Scrooge, it's a wonderful life, like all of that kind of tied in there as well.
1: Right, but instead of instead of Christmas, it's just put on Groundhog Day. So that's Right.
0: That's essentially it. It also made me it. think, too, I was trying to think of, because um, you were saying that I don't know if it's necessarily an original story, and I was like, yeah, it is, but then I thought to myself, no, it's not, because think about that one Greek god who is forced to roll a boulder all the way up to the top of a mountain, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it rolls all the way, way back down again, and he has to do it again every single yeah, day for eternity. Yeah, or, you know,
1: there, there's a Greek... Uh... The uh, Prometheus who created fire is that you know, Prometheus? Zeus...
0: Oh yes. Well, no.
1: I, I was saying, I don't know if that's Prometheus. That might be that might be Atlas. But uh, Prometheus who, you know, created fire, but shared it with the mortals. You know, Zeus right. chained him to a statue and had his eagle eat out his liver every single day. Overnight, it would grow back, and the whole thing would just repeat itself. So.
0: Right. It's, so, it, it's, so It's so a then tale I as old that. as time. Like, okay. But... It's it's not. It's a tale. <laughs> Classic Beauty and the Beast story. Right. right.
1: Um yeah, I loved it. What did you think? I mean, it was, I yeah. I yeah.
0: yeah, I loved it. I thought I liked it so much more than the jerk actually. Like mm and i wanted to there were so many people and you know me like i'm i'm terrible at actor names i'm just i'm like oh yeah it's that guy from that thing like but there were so many people in this movie that i was like oh i know that person from this show and i know that person from that movie like for example um the guy that plays the uh, cameraman he's the mayor yeah, of shit's creek yeah right. yeah and that was crazy to me yeah, like seeing so him young. so young i know, I know. uh and so yeah, so I loved it and again it was really fun to watch with my mom. But yeah, and I guess too like I thought to myself like I would love to see this redone. Uh mm. and I would love to see Ryan Reynolds as the Bill Murray part. For sure. And I would like to see John Mulaney as Ned. I I would love that. That, that would be great. Or pretty maybe good. even maybe even Billy Eichner as the uh Bill Murray part. Yeah, I
1: feel like Billy Eichner, maybe his comedy style, I don't know, maybe
0: i can see I both it,
1: it just kind of depends yeah. on what kind of movie you're trying to make but but
0: i think about ryan reynolds and just friends and it reminds me an awful lot of this performance. right yeah
1: i would i would almost say john mulaney over billy eichner
0: just you mean ryan reynolds over billy billy eichner
1: no i'd say john mulaney could play the lead role
0: the bill murray character
1: yeah i think so
0: oh i was saying john mulaney was playing ned the guy with oh the glasses.
1: okay I, I could see that as well. Like I you know, you can mix you can mix this up so much, I feel. So um, ma-
0: there's so many actors out there. There are so many people <laughs> who, who could are play funny this part of the insurance salesman.
1: Man, I also caught Michael Shannon in this movie. <laughs> this was his film debut, which what? is crazy. Fucking like General Zod from the new Superman movie. You're a pack of fools! Every
0: last one of you
1: like he no yeah he was the the young married couple at the end he plays like the tall oh my God, skinny guy and i'm like is that right.
0: fucking my shinn what Jesus yes Christ.
1: a great little kind of like co-star his film debut man like he got he was just a baby wow. he must have been 20 like 21 or something anyway yeah just crazy yeah. to see but
0: yeah so i loved it and It was like, it's like you said, it's like, it made me think like there were three different lessons that I took away from it, which actually that's the thing that stood out to me the most Mm. because normally there's like one big lesson at the end, you know, don't steal from babies or whatever the lesson is. But this one had three, which is like nothing is ever going to be perfect or can be perfect. Like when he was trying to have that perfect date with Rita and kept messing it up or, and he kept getting slapped all those times. Um, (laughs) So it's like, you know, just enjoy that life is going to be imperfect the way that it is, and that's okay. Yeah. And that because of that, living in the moment is so important. Mm. And, you know, it, taking things for granted or thinking one step ahead or, um, you know, whatever, it's it's like you really only have one day. Mm. At, and taking it one day at a time can really drastically change your view on life. But then last but not least is because of that, live your life with kindness. Like like you said, he goes through all these different stages of like the fuck it all stage where he's like stealing shit and running cars onto railway tracks and then... <laughs> But then he goes into the really sad, depressed stage where he's like trying to kill himself all the time. But then he goes into, well, what can I do to to help other people? What can I do for you today? You know, Um, and that was actually one line that stuck out to me. Like after the finally the spoiler alert, the spell is broken and he wakes up the next day and he looks over at Rita and says, oh, my God, like you're real. And this is real. What can I do for you today?
1: Right. That was huge. That's that's like you can tell now him saying that like he's a changed man you know like right what can exactly I, you know, and that's just that,
0: ugh, that just hit that yeah. just hit and it's like I noticed too that in a lot of the podcasts that we've done for the movies I'll always talk about how long the movie was and mm. I've, I think that's something too is that I notice if a movie feels long to me which this was an hour and 40 like it wasn't a short movie mm. but it also wasn't terribly long um, but I didn't I didn't notice it like the time wasn't something that stuck out to me oddly enough yeah oh total side note okay My mom and I argued about this. We both were unclear about this. Okay. If the groundhog comes out of its little hole Uh and looks around and doesn't see his shadow, then spring is coming early. Correct. But if he does see his shadow, then winter is coming. Winter is going to stay.
1: Six more weeks of winter.
0: Right, right, which is totally ass backwards in my opinion. <laughs> oh, if yeah. he looks down and sees his shadow, then the sun is out. So that means spring is coming. Like that's what makes sense to me. Oh. But if he looks down and he doesn't see his shadow, oh it's cloudy, so that must mean more winter.
1: Well, maybe you can coach these groundhogs on how to fucking look around. Maybe I, I, I will.
0: Know. I'm going to I'm going to be coach hog. <laughs> I'm going to get <laughs> I'm going to get a big sweatshirt <laughs> and I'm going to get a whistle and I'm going to have them drill it and I'm going to change it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, and, and also too, okay, this is something I brought up to Jordan, yep. my brother Jordan, cause I was telling him that I would watched it and I was like, it's so crazy that he was able to do like all these different things. And his memory was so good. He would just say, doesn't like white fudge. And he would just remember it. Like, right. I, I would need to carry around a notebook, a creepy ass stalker notebook with me to be able to remember all of this stuff. Right. Um, But Jordan said that somebody actually did the math on this. And in order for him, for Bill Murray's character to have accumulated and learned all of these different skills, it would have taken at least 30 years you think so to learn all these things like there's a whole article online about it and i mean it's there's like, there's the amount like... of time that it takes to learn the piano ice sculpting and then in addition do all the errands that he does in saving the kid from falling from the tree yeah and saving the dead guy or at least or attempting to, to every yeah. Day. yeah
1: that was another that, that was another heavy-handed sad. topic that like you know, because he's been so focused on how to better himself and, like, again, you're right. right, like, save the kid who's falling out of the tree and all this kind of stuff. And he's not, like, he he helps this old man, you know, he gets him food and everything, he gives him money. Does everything One day, he can. Does everything he can, but, like, he can't save him eventually because, and the nurse was right, she's like, sometimes people... You know, they just die. He was he was super right. old and all this. And he he could not accept well, and, that at all.
0: Right. You and know? two, what was super sad about that. And this was something I was going to ask you about. Did you notice that he kept on saying dad?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. I don't know I if don't, that was that was implied as far as like um, some link that Phil had to his dad or maybe he and his dad weren't very close. Maybe. But Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But I it, just at said, First, it
0: was like you know, pop would be like you know, oh yeah, hey, pop, it's like an old man. But or maybe said, like dad. I was like, that was know. specific. Yeah,
1: maybe like he saw him so often that he became some sort of you know, like fatherly figure. Well, yeah, because if it know. took
0: somebody you know twenty to thirty years to finally break out of this cycle, right?
1: Guess how many no. days? Like in in the movie, like they list how many days he actually goes through. We're sort of bridging into trivia here. Do we want to start trivia? We are. Times?
0: Yeah. You know what? Let's let's take a second because we're at right around the right around the mark where we would normally do trivia. Let's okay. do
1: it. All right. Cue, Cue trivia the trivia music. music. Um. So yeah. First question: How many days do you think, in totality, are actually not not days filmed, not the production side, but how many right. days do you think Phil Connors is living in this loop?
0: So from the article saying that it's like decades. Mm. Uh gosh. There's 365 days in a year. Yep. I'm just gonna say that it's like I'm just gonna go for a nice round number and say it was five years. So whatever that is, times three sixty-five.
1: Not even close. No? No. What is it? Thirty-eight days.
0: That's a whore's lie.
1: There's
0: no way. <laughs> there is no way. Days. How could you justify that? I know. That does I not know. make sense. Part
1: of me, part of me thinks that, like, yeah, it would almost be smarter to make it longer because, and and maybe that was another clever part, you know, due to the writing, is because they they're they're never specific about it. They never they never they never specify no. how it starts. You know how it ends. But it clearly ends... Well, there would
0: be no way for him to track it either. Right,
1: right. It clearly ends, you know, spoilers. It clearly ends with him being a better person, I suppose, when he starts... When he loves someone more than himself, you know? Right, and starts being of service. Right, exactly. So whatever angel or spirit or whatever was like, yeah, we're done here. Um, And then the universe balances itself out. But again, the writing is never specific about this. It's just they just let it be and so the audience isn't really asked to like you know suspend your disbelief Mm -hmm. you just go along with it because that's just the world that they set up and you're like yeah cool let's do it Um, so yeah 38 days is what they uh, is what they calculated so
0: crazy that's not this
1: is actually again like how the premise of the story is is common and how it's not unique there was an action movie that came out four years ago starring Tom Cruise that had the exact same premise.
0: Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Was it, it was an action movie? Mm Mm-hmm. What's the name of it?
1: There's also a character named Rita. What? Yeah. There's also a moment in which Tom Cruise pinches himself to see if it's real. No,
0: what movie is this?
1: It's called Edge of Tomorrow.
0: That sounds like some vanilla sky shit. That can't be.
1: (laughs) No, let's not talk about Vanilla Sky. Um, let's talk.
0: Let's talk about <laughs> Vanilla no, Sky. No, let's talk about Vanilla Sky. Let's let's talk oh, about Vanilla my Sky.
1: Lord. It's like
0: let's get into that. Oh worms.
1: man, let's open that Pandora's box. Um, yeah, so it's called Edge of Tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it was retitled Live, Die, Repeat because it didn't stay in theaters very long. And Uh. I don't know if it was due to the title, but once it hit, like, rental, DVD, and Blu-ray, like, it just took off. It made a shit ton of money, like, after the fact. Huh. But yeah, Edge of Tomorrow has the same exact premise.
0: Interesting.
1: I think they may have just taken, like, what if you took Groundhog Day? And, like, made it into an action movie. And they're, like, sold, you know?
0: Well, and that's, like, what they did for Happy Death Day, which apparently is not all that bad. Apparently it did pretty well. Yeah,
1: Happy Death Day did really well at the box office. Um, So... Now,
0: that makes me want to watch that.
1: Yeah, maybe these kinds of movies just do really well because it, you know, like, th- this type of... If
0: it's not broke, don't fix this it. This type
1: of storyline, this trapped in a time loop, is, like, a really... It, it uh... It just resonates with audiences, I suppose. Yeah. So,
0: uh, Okay, what
1: else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, how many times was Bill Murray bit by a groundhog? On set? Yeah.
0: I was like, he wasn't bit ever in the story. No, Um, but
1: he was bit on set. Five? No, just twice. He got bit twice. Oh, just twice. Yeah. Um, there are three SNL alumni in this movie. Okay. Can you name them? So, Bill Murray. Yep.
0: Um... Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, the guy who, oh, why can't I think of his name? The guy who played the, uh, Chris Elliott uh, was an SNL alumni. Also, you may not know this, but Brian Doyle Murray was also a member of SNL. Or He, uh, he played the uh, master of ceremonies and the guy who was choking at the restaurant and...
0: Uh- Oh yeah. yeah. I remembered him from something else and I didn't know yep. what it was, but I remembered him from something. I was like, this he's... guy looks super familiar.
1: Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in I think he was he was in I know he was in Waiting for Guffman. Um he played like the mechanic guy. Oh. He played the mechanic guy's dad. Oh. You know, he's like, hey, That's what fix I know that him from. engine. Right. And he just shows up in random movies. He played uh, Noah, v- Noah Vanderhoff in Wayne's World, the guy who owns Noah's Arcade. Oh, my God. Um, so he just kind of shows up in these random comedies every now and then. And the reason why is because he is the older brother of one of the castmates.
0: I'm going to guess because the last name is Murray. He's Bill Murray's older yeah.
1: brother. He's Bill Murray's older brother.
0: That's yep. crazy. I can see yeah. that. I can so, see that. Yeah,
1: very much so. Funny. Yeah. So again, I, I mentioned it won a BAFTA for uh, for best screenplay. Um, again, it was it's it's one of Robert e- uh, it was one of Roger Ebert's favorite movies of all time.
0: Wow. The, see, that's such a great thing to be able to say. It's like yeah. It's like the other day uh, when we were talking about the jerk and what's his name that does all the horror and intense like thriller films is like the jerk is one of his favorite movies like somebody yeah. in a completely different genre yeah to say that how stanley kubrick can say
1: like oh my god the jerk is so fucking funny yeah. like, oh, or like yeah, to have, yes.
0: that's a huge thing <laughs> that's so cool right.
1: god let's see what else what else um
0: i was actually oh. gonna ask you oh go ahead
1: i was about to say they wanted a very popular actor at the time to play the lead instead of bill murray I'm wondering if you can guess who it is. Just ba- it's in the early '90s. Okay. He's the nicest guy in Hollywood.
0: Tom Hanks. Yep. I'm so smart and yeah. pretty and humble. Oh my <laughs> god, Tom Hanks would have been great as this, but Bill but, Murray is so much better.
1: Right. Uh, Harold Ramis ended up deciding against it because he said that Tom Hanks was too nice, and oh, and he absolutely is. Like yeah. I imagine, I want Tom Hanks to be America's dad essentially. But uh, I think he's right because you have, like, you need Phil to kind of be scummy. But at the same time, you see Tom Hanks in a movie like A League of Their Own where he plays Jimmy Dugan. Yeah. Which is probably one of, if not my favorite, Tom Hanks performances because he's just so, like...
0: It's a complete departure of drunk. everything else that he's oh done. Oh, my
1: God. Scratching his balls, yeah. peeing for two minutes, spitting, like, making an appropriate joke. Like, yeah. it is, I think it's my favorite Tom Hanks performance. Yes. But I think they were right in going with Bill Murray. I think, again, there's, like, a subtlety and a nuance to what he did. Um, but it just makes you wonder what Tom Hanks would
0: have
1: would have looked like in this kind of movie. I think that's all I have for... Uh, for oh, a, a sadder note. Bill Murray was going through a divorce, actually, when he was making this movie. And he would call Harold Ramis like on the hour every hour overnight because he had all these ideas for what to do the next day and he wanted it to be good and be perfect it was mainly about the script he would call him about the screenplay and be like okay right. what if we change this and what do you think about that etc cetera, etc cetera. Harold Ramis got so fed up that he actually sent the other writer Danny Rubin over to essentially live with Bill Murray during the shoot <gasps> and it actually caused a huge rift in Murray and Ramus's relationship for several years. Truth be told, I don't know if they ever really ended up getting back to the same level they did, cause you know, like Harold Ramis died about two or three years ago, right. tragically. yeah. So yeah, it was like this whole big thing that actually fractured their their friendship oh, for years sad. and years to come. Which sucks because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Harold Ramis helped write Caddyshack. Yep. Of course they had Ghostbusters. Yep. So, yeah, it oh, uh, that is I was a like. Shame. Oh, yeah.
0: So, what I was going to ask you is if you had the option, and like you, you would know that it's going to break at some point and you'll get out of it, uh, you just don't know when. Uh, but would you have something like this where an entire day? You're just reliving it over and over again. And you know that it's going to break at some point. That's the only difference, is you know it will stop, but you just don't know when. It could be years, it could be decades, it could be weeks, you never know. Do
1: you ever have deja vu,
0: Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen.
1: Hmm. Wait, so... Would you do that? Oh, would I I relive the same day? Yeah. Knowing it's going to break.
0: But you don't know when.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I mean, like, willingly? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would kind of, uh...
0: Like, you don't, don't get know. to pick what day. Like, remember, exactly. like, couldn't I have relived the day that I went skiing right. with what's-her-name or whatever it was?
1: I don't know. I mean, I I would just because once I finally caught on to what was going on, you know, like, sort of like Phil did in this story, he can just kind of, he can change the narrative. Like, he'll live in the right. same day, but he can, like, he can do essentially whatever he wants and, right. like, not have any consequence, but also... You know would you choose the path of bettering yourself or would you like just continue to wreak havoc on people's lives you know that right kind of
0: well I think maybe that's something where it just I'm sure that you could just wreak havoc and be crazy for a long time but I'm betting for after a little while that would get boring
1: right yeah how it's much like, of that you could you do to be like eh. yourself
0: so far before it's like well I've kind of done all the asshole things that I want to like, do and I'm sort right. of over it now
1: I guess I'll learn piano that kind of
0: thing right exactly <laughs> right um this is one of those movies that i would recommend to anybody yeah. and everyone it's pg enough for kids i think it's you know it's it's enough for uh for it, totally a first date movie yeah absolutely a first date movie i Very think this much is one so. of the first movies we've watched where i've been like this is an excellent first date movie
1: hi oh, not you
0: know. what do you think? What would you recommend this? Yeah, for?
1: I'd recommend this to anyone. It's uh, it's just a good, solid, charming, well-written, well-acted, well-directed comedy. Um, it was one of those kind of diamond in the rough movies where it, it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And people, critics alike, were so charmed and pleasantly surprised by it that it has just stood the test of time. You know the fact that again it was put into the National Film Registry. The fact that again it was one of Roger Ebert's favorite movies, um, and that's due to just to good writing and good performances. You know it's a it's a writer and a director's medium in my opinion because we are you know as actors we have to meet the director's vision but also we have to communicate what the writer is saying at the same time. And so hopefully in that mix, you'll find some magic and that's exactly what this movie is. Yeah. It's, it's
0: so close great. to a perfect
1: movie. So great. So go watch it. Go
0: watch it. And if you've got like, I'm, I watched it on my mom's cable, like it's on all the time. You know, you can watch yeah, it wherever. Yeah.
1: I rented it for two bucks on Amazon. Yeah. You know, like it's, it, you know.
0: It's, it's, so it's a rent. It's so great. It is. Um, and then we uh, need to uh, thank our unofficial sponsor for this week.
1: Yes, go right ahead.
0: Um, so our unofficial sponsor for this week. So this is actually Ryerson Insurance. It's a doozy. Um, they are an insurance agency that specifically is for <laughs> any and all types of uh, freak accidents. Uh-huh. So you You can have your life insurance you can have auto insurance and all of that but they you know maybe there are gaps in your insurance policy that you don't realize for example Mm -hmm. if a duck walks into your house and accidentally sets itself on fire by sitting on top of the stove and (laughs) sets your house on fire and burns everything down are you covered with ryerson's insurance you're covered
1: (laughs) Ned Ryerson's gotcha. <laughs> so,
0: thank you to uh, Ryerson Insurance. Thanks, Ryerson it. Insurance. And actually, um, I don't—I didn't tell you this, but I took out a policy for both of us.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Because we need to, it.
1: Because you never know.
0: You never know. I mean, you never know. You never
1: know when you're going to get stuck in a time loop and maybe try to kill yourself five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten right, times. Right,
0: exactly. And, and then man, keep that waking up the next morning. That adds up to it a really lot does. of money. You could, you could really be saving does. yourself some time and some... <laughs> Oola. So Ryerson exactly. Insurance, just in case. Thanks, Ned. What's another one? Ryerson Insurance. It's life's a doozy.
1: <laughs> life's a doozy. Watch that first life's life. Life's a doozy. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Watch. Here it is. Ryerson Insurance. Watch that first life. It's a doozy.
0: What? <laughs> Wait, why is it first life?
1: I don't know. Because it's the only life you get. What? And it's a doozy.
0: Ryerson Insurance, cause life's a doozy. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Anyways, for next week, we are actually breaking into a new genre. I think. Um, what are we doing? I want to do two. What are we doing? Oh my god.
0: Oh, we're doing. We uh, have you... everything
1: organized over here, people.
0: No, well, we you truly do. Over do. There. We're, we're I'm consummate professionals. I have all these. Um, <laughs> You've got so, notes and stuff. I've got my phone and my childhood bedroom. There are no rules in this house. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. So um, in
1: anticipation for not only, uh, I, well, Avengers Infinity War already came out this last weekend. We also have Deadpool coming out the weekend of the 18th. We
0: haven't seen Black Panther.
1: We have not seen Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Um, maybe I should try and see that before Infinity War, but I'm not going to. Um but we are going to watch Thor Ragnarok, which I have already seen. Mm-hmm. And so Megan is going to watch that this week. Mm-hmm. I believe after that, we haven't really talked about this yet, but I kind of want to go from Thor Ragnarok into one of the, what is, in my opinion, probably the most perfect comic book movie, but it's not even a comic book movie, in my opinion. Okay. I want to watch Logan. You know Magneto's right. There's a war coming. You sure you're on the right side? And review that.
0: But we've already. I know it's something we've that. already
1: seen. I know. I really want to talk about that movie
0: though. All right. I feel like, so, and you've
1: only seen it once. All right, here's I've the seen thing. it like three times. I'm
0: gonna. This is my bargaining chip. All right. Yep. Listen, Chip. We can watch Logan. Okay. If. If we watch another Hugh Jackman movie. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. <laughs> you don't want to see. <laughs> Are We
1: gonna watch Greatest Showman. Searching in the dark. Sweat soaking through the floor.
0: I'm going to make you watch Greatest Showman. Do you
1: oh, Megan's seen it and I haven't. I just, I, I don't know then, how crazy I am about seeing from- it.
0: I know, because then we'll go from like the action movie, like comic book type of a thing. Right. We'll watch two of those, Ragnarok and Logan, and then we'll need to go into a new genre, and that could be musicals. And that could be musicals, so we yeah. Tie in the Hue, which is Greatest Showman, and then we can find another musical after that.
1: P.T. Barnum was a living piece of garbage, and so make, you, okay, making a musical—no, no, no—I'm no, just saying, making a musical out of his life seemed a little like, huh. Well, I know exactly why they're doing this because right. because musicals, um, which I love, and we've done a ton of. It's actually how, how we, we met, met, and right. you know, and so I I get it. Part of me is like, I get why you made it, but oh, Barnum was a piece of shit. It really was. Um, I like some of the music that I've heard from it already. You have
0: already recorded covers of it.
1: I've recorded two different songs because well, those so two catchy. songs are really. Good. On the docket, we have Thor Ragnarok, Logan, and then The Greatest Showman, yes. bridging into comic book genre and then into musicals. we got some good movies coming up for you guys. Thank you for listening today. Hopefully, you'll go out and watch Groundhog Day. Please like, share, and subscribe. Share around with your friends. Tell them about our amazing podcast and help fucking funny we are.
0: We're so funny. Um, I feel like this week, you know, we were fun because it's funny. Like last week I was like, man, we're so tired and this week is so terrible. And it wasn't. It really wasn't. And this week I'm like, are we funny? I can't tell if we're funny this week. I feel we like don't
1: we're. We do not need to try and be funny. We just are. We just are. Okay? It's just
0: inherent. It's like your eyes are brown, As a Pamta award funny. winner. Oh my God.
1: As a Pampta award winning actor and someone who went to actor camp for two years. I can honestly tell you that we're we're really fucking funny, Megan. So All right. don't you dare doubt that for a second.
0: As a Pampton nominee, <laughs> I'm not so sure. Because <laughs> things don't always flesh out the way you think they're going to.
1: That's what she said.
0: That's what she said. Yeah. Anyhow,
1: thank you again for listening. And we will see you guys next week for Thor Ragnarok.
0: Yay! Yay. All
1: right, Bye. have a great week. Bye! Bye.